Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. When we were on vacation, we said, you know, what, what can we do? Like, this is coming to a point where we need to, it's tense and, and we need to fix it. How do we do that? So I was scared because it almost could sound like an ultimatum because I was at that point really where it was like, we, we either do this or I don't know if I can continue because I, I need to self-care and I need to be there for my children. And, and I started reading and then this whole world of living alone together came up like articles and, and different interviews and people in the New York Times. And, you know, I was like, holy, we're, we're not crazy. Like this is actually a thing, we can do this. Other people have done it successfully. We often take for granted that living together is a hallmark of commitment. That once you move in together, it's somehow more real, somehow more serious. But what if cohabitating actually made a relationship worse? Cecilia and Jerry tried living together and it didn't work. It didn't work for them and it didn't work for their kids. But they loved each other. They loved each other so much. And they knew there had to be another way. Even if that way wasn't considered conventional or traditional even if some people didn't really get it. One day, Cecilia suggested something to Jerry. She said, I'd like to live alone, together. Jerry was skeptical. He was scared they'd lose their connection, lose their intimacy, but he was game. And so they tried it. Cecilia and Jerry bought side-by-side -side houses. Yep, his and hers houses. Separate doors, separate bedrooms, separate bathrooms. And almost two years later, they're still living separately, together. I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed. Cecilia was born in Canada, but when she was 18, she headed down to Chile for a gap year that ended up stretching into 17 years. That's where she finished university, met her future ex-husband, and had her two wonderful children. I was a flight attendant when I was there. I had a whole, whole other life when I was there. But I always knew I wanted to come back to Canada, uh, being Canadian and my children as well, having their um, Canadian birthright. 
So when her kids were 9 and 11, she decided to move them all back to Canada. There was way more culture shock than she expected, and after a couple of years, her marriage fell apart. Amicably, there was no issue there, but uh, I had full custody of the children, mostly because he worked out of the city. So my kids have always been with me, uh, meaning that we're extremely close. We're we're very snuggly, and we talk loud and eat late and have a very uh, distinct way of of living for, for most people. Meanwhile, Jerry. He was born and raised in Ontario. He got married there, had two daughters, and then eventually separated from his wife. Cecilia and I met at the end of 2013, uh, like most couples do, through an online agency. I wasn't very optimistic just because I had heard some bad stories, but I felt very lucky that when Jerry and I met, uh, we pretty much, I would say, right away, first date, and that was it. Uh, we hadn't, we've been together ever since. They dated for three years before they decided they wanted to find a way to be more committed, to blend their families together, to move in together with all their kids. So we bought a house that had five bedrooms, two floors. We were thinking very consciously of all the kids and their needs. We wanted my kids who are older, they were in the basement. They had like a rumpus room and their own bathroom. And the girls who were with us week on, week off, they each had their room and they decorated them and brought all their stuffies and dolls and toys. And we had an open living room, dining room concept. Jerry's kids were about 8 and 10, and Cecilia's were 16 and 18. Cecilia was a little nervous because the two families had entirely different lifestyles and schedules. See, Cecilia's kids were born and raised mostly in Latin America. My kids play sports or dance or in theater, so we're out late and don't come home to eat till, you know, 9, 9.30. In the middle of the night, one of my kids will, you know, go to the bathroom and play really loud music and... Not to be disrespectful of others around them, but just because that's how our dynamic, we've been together for so long, just the three of us, that's how we, we function. And of course, that's not really permissible for, for young children. You know, I had to cater to, to their needs. You know, we would eat dinner around 6 p.m. They would start getting, you know, settled into their nighttime routine by about 7 p.m. And then by 8 o'clock or so, they were already in bed. And, you know, we were kind of shutting down the household, so to speak which wasn't great for everybody else, you know, who felt like they had to be on sort of tender hooks, um, trying not to disturb their patterns. So it was less than less than ideal, I guess, for, for everybody, because we felt like we had to work around each other rather than could work with each other. We didn't realize fully the impact that that would have mostly on them. Uh, and our family logistics, is, like as Jerry mentioned, of them, you know, my my kids were up late and they had to go to bed early, so everybody had to kind of be tiptoeing around, and that just naturally caused some tension. After a while, they realized it just wasn't working. They loved each other so much, but they couldn't live together. So we were having, you know, we were living this dynamic of all of us together, the six of us, the cat as well, who is not the nicest cat. I love her. She's amazing, but she doesn't like little people. Um, So she was, uh, you know, a little bit on edge as well. We had a really deep dive conversation and we just said, you know, we need to make this work. There's, there's, I'm sorry, I'm going to get emotional, but there's so much love in our family and 
but we we know we needed to give the the kids the best. I mean, my kids are growing up and they're not going to be with me that much longer. They're in university, they're traveling. So I said I really need to embrace them and be with them. And I miss them. I missed having them in my bed. And Jerry's well with his girls. I'm sure you know, like reading stories and doing all those things. But and I mean, I I adore them and they adore me. But I'm not their mom. So to come and snuggle in with me was because they have a really active, wonderful mom who they can do those things with. And we said, you know, what, what can we do? Like this is coming to a point where we need to, it's tense, and, and we need to fix it. How do we do that? Jerry and Cecilia went on vacation together, and that's where Cecilia had this wild idea. It was Cecilia's idea um, to propose that we live separately, but live in c- close proximity to each other. And at first, of course, I was resistant because it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't something... I had any history with, so it took me a little while to come around to the idea. You know, he accepted it openly. I mean, of course, with apprehension, worried that would we lose our connection? Would we still have intimacy? Would our kids lose their connection? And we were scared. Cecilia talked about it and talked about it with her sister and her friends. They asked all the hard questions. They're like, well, are you really committed? Um, Do you think a wall between you will make a difference? Like, what is really your issue? And, and like I said, it wasn't anything tangible, but it was this sort of like uneasiness that I could just feel. And Jerry said, being um, an introvert, I mean, you know, I'm highly sensitive, and I could just feel that I was I wasn't sleeping well, I was on edge, and I wanted to be the best person for for my kids, for my bonus beautiful angel daughters, and for Jerry. I mean, I wanted to be the best person I could be, and I wasn't that. So I was scared because it almost could sound like an ultimatum because I was at that point, really, where it was like, we, we either do this or I don't know if I can continue because I, I need to self-care and I need to be there for my children. I read lots on, like, the Gottman Institute, and I remember one of the things that, that John Gottman said was, you know, when men learn to accept their partner's influence and work towards a win-win solution, the outcome in heterosexual marriages is wonderful. And Jerry really is that person. He's a man who who's considerate and he's, you know, he's open and that's something I didn't have before. So having him be that man and wanting to find a solution was, was amazing. Cecilia started doing research. She went deep down the rabbit hole of couples who loved each other and wanted to be together, but just couldn't live together. I was like, holy, we're, we're not crazy. Like, this is actually a thing. We can do this. Other people have done it successfully. And so when we... Literally, I was Googling, like I would put like side by side house, Edmonton, you know, south side. And this house came up and it was like, oh, my goodness, we need to do this. As Jerry said, we jumped on it and it just happened. And it was like, okay, this this is meant to be. This is perfect. Time for a quick break. When we get back, Cecilia and Jerry move in apart. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. 
The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. The house that Cecilia is talking about is a side-by-side duplex. It's two homes joined in the middle. They could live together, but apart. Living alone together. We've been doing um, a bunch of modeling over the last year since we moved in and uh, one of our projects is to connect it through the inside we just haven't got to that yet it hasn't made it to the top of the priority list so it's generally me hopping over just walking across the driveway basically from my front door to the front door on Cecilia's side the house wasn't brand new but it was quite new so the backyard doesn't have a fence yet which is fantastic because our plan hopefully this summer is to close in the backyard instead of putting the divider that would usually be the the duplex divider. We just have one big backyard and then, you know, our joint decks. So in the summertime, we transit through the backyards. And also, like Jerry said, the house is per se. So it's a duplex. It's uh, on a corner lot. So it's a nice, nice house. On the outside, it almost looks like it's one big house with a double garage. It was funny when we decided who gets what side. It was automatic. We didn't even have to think about it. Jerry's side has on the upstairs a little smaller bedroom because he has an upstairs laundry. So that's perfect for the girls just because they're younger in age. You know, they have less things. They don't spend as much time in their rooms with all their activities. And Jerry's bathroom has a bathtub. I'm not a big bathtub taker. I I like the stand-up shower. So my side of the house has two larger bedrooms upstairs because my kids are older, have their desks in the room, do a lot of time, you know, spend time in the rooms. And I have a stand-up shower. So they don't look identical, but they're they're connected. And our, like Jerry said, our plan is to join uh, through the garage, hopefully, you know, to get some permits done and open a, a door that will go from garage to garage. Yeah, we just sort of circulate freely. It's, it's like getting milk from your neighbor. Like we, we do that all the time because we divide all of our things. So it's like I'll have a pot. You know, yesterday I was asking Jerry for the lemon juicer. You know, we, we literally just swap things back and forth. In the beginning, they set a bunch of ground rules. We literally sat there and made like a business plan of action. How is this going to work? What are we going to do? And all the work that goes into it. I mean, we basically summed it up in terms of what do we want to gain and like what do we need to lose and what can we not afford to lose. My only real apprehension when we talked about it initially was, I mean, I, I immediately understood how it was going to be a better situation for for each of the kids, both hers and mine, how it was going to help her. So my only apprehension was purely selfish, which is, you know, is this going to somehow diminish our relationship? And that was the part we had to work through, was to say, okay, so how how could this work? How can we still have a sort of quality of experience as a couple and yet be at, uh, you know, a little bit at arm's length, I would say. 
So that was the essence of the uh, the business plan, so to speak, was how do we maintain our relationship? And also, I mean, one of the things we talked about, for example, like meals. My family and I, we eat meals later. Jerry and the girls eat earlier. But we said every Sunday that the girls are with us, we're going to have a family dinner. And just the way that um, because we had a combined house before and then we separated, we didn't actually have to buy furniture or very much of it. And we just divided the things. So Jerry has the you know big piano on his side and I have the dining room table on my side. So all the entertaining, all of the family dinners were all on this side of the house. So we made sure that that, that was a given Sunday dinners. I'm not a big cook per se, but Jerry does lots of cooking. And so he would always you know bring food over. Uh, when he would, you know, I made a big pot of spaghetti. The girls and I already ate. You can have your 9:30 dinner. That was always one of the things that we talked about. And those guide, you know, those principles of helping each other out always. And lots of traditions that we had established before when we were all living together. We wanted to make sure that those traditions stayed. So one of the big things is, besides Sunday dinners, but it's birthdays, the way we celebrate them. So when the girls um, started, we all started living together, we would celebrate birthdays in a way that it was an early morning wake up. So no matter what day of the week it is, if it's a weekend or a weekday, everybody in the house the night before is sort of scheming a way to wake up this person so that they're not expecting it with balloons and presents and a little cake and candle. So we would do that and we've done it traditionally ever since. I mean, we've been together six years and we've done it for every single birthday of the kids and they do it to us now, which is fabulous. And we make a point of seeing each other every day as a couple. So, and, and Jerry's probably better at it than I am in the sense that, you know, he'll come home, he'll put the girls to bed and he'll say like, let's connect and we'll just have some tea or, you know, be upstairs watching something on, you know, a show. But but we always make a point of connecting as a, as a couple because we understand that our relationship with each other is is important and valuable in as much as giving our children the best to help them grow. But we also need to maintain that and, and not lose touch of that intimacy. Yeah, we don't connect physically necessarily in the morning uh, because we're it's usually fairly busy in my household when kids are getting ready so uh, and Cecilia starts her day usually later than the rest of us so we'll usually connect just with a quick message either a text or a phone call or something to say good morning and then it's more about connecting at the end of the day so when I get home from work we'll see each other if I don't have the girls with me or I'll feed them and they'll go into their bedtime routine. And then once they're in bed and asleep, I'll, uh, as she said, I'll wander over and we'll connect for about an hour or so, either just talking or, or if they're having a late dinner, I'll have, I might have dinner with them or watching a show together or something. Uh, and then we, we set aside time on practically every week to have a kind of what ends up being a date night. So we usually have some sort of event to go to so that we can be out in the world as a couple. And we have a family group text thread, so that that's always good. Even if the girls aren't with us, we'll you know send pictures of the cat, or they'll tell us what they did at school. So that that's helpful for the for the kids especially. And we're all you know sending funny memes, or um, so that that's a nice way of all of us to be connected as well. People, a lot of people, were confused at first. Some friends and relatives didn't know exactly how to react to this new kind of lifestyle. As a society, we really are conditioned to think that committed couples live together under the same roof. 
my sister and my girlfriends would say, you know, what about intimacy? How is that going to work? That's such a key part in a relationship. But I think at the end of the day, everybody understands. And once they've they've seen us, how we coexist and it's we probably are together more and our valued time is is more embraced than when we were living together and everybody was kind of like in their room doing their thing. Now we actually make a point of being together, of connecting. And so, yeah, my, I mean, you know, my mom, she, she still doesn't understand. She still gives us Christmas cards to two houses. Um, she's amazing. I love my mom. But we try to explain to her, like, Mom, like, we're still together. You know that, right? One of many early hurdles was how to address themselves to the neighbors. They weren't married, but they were committed. They considered themselves one family unit. They finally decided to create one new name for their entire family. Our cat, her name is Paisley. Um, Side note, because I'm a huge Prince fan, so Paisley Park. But we were trying to decide, what are we going to address ourselves as? When we were deciding, you know, we have to go introduce ourselves to the new neighbors. And so one of the girls said, well, why don't we just call ourselves the Paisleys? We loved that, and that stuck. Every time we write a birthday card or Christmas card, we address it from the Paisleys, and our friends and family have, have embraced it as well. So what Jerry says is we we still consider ourselves the Paisleys, and we don't talk about that house or this house. It's that side of the house, this side of the house. Let's pause here for a moment. More when we get back. Hey, guys. Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. One of the big questions that Cecilia and Jerry get a lot is whether or not this new arrangement has harmed their intimacy. I'll start that one, I guess. Cecilia's looking at me. So for me, definitely, I think as much as any parent in a very busy household, and perhaps we're fortunate in that we own two houses. So if one house is occupied, we can always, <laughs> if we need an escape to, uh, you know, to, to have some private time, then then we've got more options than most, I guess. I mean, my fear, of course, not sharing a bed nightly was, it was somehow going to diminish what we were as a couple. And it really hasn't. You know, it's the running joke. It's like sexy time and then bye. Because, you know, sleeping together is a whole other thing. Uh, you know, Jerry loves to sleep with, you know, basically the fan on full and maybe some boxer shorts on. And I sleep with, I'm basically like 
fully dressed to go to bed with three comforters on and the heater. So, you know, sleeping was, it was a challenge before. So now that's not a challenge anymore. So we can absolutely just enjoy each other. And we find, like Jerry said, those moments of, of interlude between different houses or our date nights. And the kids, again, they're all old enough. They understand where we're like, okay, see you later. Go next door. It's, it's kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But it's, I mean, we're quite young in our relationship. I mean, six years, you know, that's that's still young in a, a relationship. So that intimacy and that passion and that that eroticism is still there and it's beautiful and we want to embrace that and, and show our kids, you know, this is a second relationship. You can make things work and those, you know, public demonstrations of affection are important and and this is natural and we want to let them know that, that we're happy and we're connected. So absolutely, the intimacy is still there. We have very different Sleeping habits, not just in terms of uh, accoutrements and and preferences, but also timing. Cecilia has a much; she's much more of a night owl. My sleeping patterns tend to follow my children, so I'm I'm in bed much earlier, and I'm up uh, much earlier than she is. Yeah, usually I'm falling asleep by like eleven or so, and she she's happy to be up till one or two in the morning doing her thing. I'll either quite happily voluntarily bail from her side around 11 p.m. And if I'm not, she if she feels like she needs to connect with her kids or something, they need her attention, she'll send me packing. <laughs> with love. Yes, and that's, that's perfectly fine because probably chances are I'm tired by then, so... And the same goes for for the other side. I mean, like the girls are preteens, so they can they do all of the things. They're quite independent, but of course, it's important for them to do their their routine with their dad and debrief at nighttime or do their snuggle time or their reading or any of their homework. So at that time, I just you know see you later. I'll go enjoy your day, and and then we'll connect later on. Having that liberty to say, you know, checking in. I just got home. What are we gonna do? And it's like you know what? I've had a really long day I'm really tired I'm gonna you know go to bed or I just want to zone but it's nothing personal we understand that we just thrive in that um, introverted recharging phase and then when we come back to each other we can actually be functional and, and enjoy each other more I think the reason it's so much better is that we can almost compartmentalize our focus you know first and foremost of being parents to our own kids and being ourselves as individuals and then being able to come together as a couple and celebrating everything about being parents and being individuals. So I think it's just about shifting focus around. It doesn't diminish what we are as a couple, but I think it it somehow enhances it. Or like we, we're, I guess, you know, enjoying our successes at being individuals and being parents. And then we get to come together and celebrate that together as a couple and go look at what we're accomplishing separately, look at what we're accomplishing together and just enjoying the the fruits of those labors. And when it comes to conflict, it's nice that there's space to cool off. If we are feeling some frustration, whether it's directed at it, the other or just life in general or something, we can go to that isolated spot and decompress and reflect and then choose to re-engage when we both feel the time is right, rather than being in close quarters and having no choice but to engage. Yeah. And, you know, and adding to that as well, I mean, having both of us come from relationships that 
in essence, failed. That's why we're, you know, we're no longer with our first partners. We are very cognizant of conflict resolution and of talking. I know I can talk to him about anything. And, and Jerry feels the same way. We have a full, open communication. We try to, you know, connect. We try to come forward and be together as much as we can in spirit and in essence. So I feel really proud of us. And I know my kids have even said to me, you know, them having, being older, and they say, wow, you know, you're, you're quite an example to us as a couple because you really do, we, we've never seen you yell at each other. They'll know when we're something is tense, they'll come in and they'll be like, okay, they'll just turn around and leave. But they actually hear us talk and come to a solution and then hug it out and, you know, make out on the couch afterwards. Because, I mean, that's the most beautiful thing about that, that we can actually do that and feel open and safe to do so. They've been doing this now, this living alone together for a year and a half. And they love it. They really love it. You can hear it in their voices. You can hear it in the way they describe each other, the way they describe their daily routine, the way they describe their lives. Here's why. This is the best thing that I've ever done in my life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I don't want to get on a, you know, on a soapbox and tell everybody to do it because everybody is free to do what they want. But it's amazing for us. It, it really has been wonderful. And for the kids, I can see how they're all thriving in their individuality. Cecilia and I are both consider ourselves introverts. So we also need a fair bit of downtime ourselves to recharge. And, and that wasn't as successful in a larger family unit. So this has also enabled us to kind of be our individual selves as well as a couple, as well as a family and as well as an extended family. So we kind of get the best of all those worlds through this arrangement. Took a little work initially for us to kind of figure out what that connection should be. We just sort of navigate back and forth. We kind of know more or less, you know, what to anticipate. And sometimes, you know, somebody will drop by unexpectedly and it's all good. Like it just feels very natural as if they were coming in from another room. I had a bunch of girlfriends over on the weekend for book club and my son got home from work and he's like, oh, I'm going over to, you know, to the other side of the house because I don't want to walk into that. And he hangs out there and then uh, he texts me, is everything finished? Because I'm here playing ping pong with the girls. Just let me know. I mean, it's it's so fluid for us. We don't even think about it. But I can understand that it could be for other people hard to handle. I think it's definitely made us stronger as a couple. We had to go through the challenge of, will this work? And, and we, we see that it did. Our commitment is unwavering. You know, we talk about, you know, in the future, when the kids are out of school or when they've moved out of the house, which side are we going to live on? I mean, we will eventually live together. It's right now still in separate bedrooms. I'll add in that caveat. But we will always prioritize our children at this moment because we feel that that's the most important thing but still as a couple we are thriving and we're strong and and our appreciation for each other has has I think grown you know tenfold over the past year and a half because we've been able to actually put your oxygen mask on first and then you can actually function for everybody else so I I feel like this is the best thing that that we could have done and I'm confident that it's it's you know unwavering our our commitment for the record, I agree. To finish up, I wanted to ask about the two things I think I'd love the most about living apart from my spouse. 
the bathroom, and the bed. So wonderful. I've never had my own bathroom because I went from living with my parents to living with my sister to being married and then having a smaller house that I shared it with my kids. And now to have my own bathroom is amazing. Honestly, it's really wonderful. And to sleep alone, again, is great. I have my cat. I mean, I'm older. I'm like perimenopausal. So I need to sleep alone. These are important things for for a woman in, in different stages of her life. You know, we still can snuggle, but then it's like, okay, see you later. And that liberty to be able to say that, I mean, that's the one of the things that I just, I, I love about this. I can, I finally feel, you know, I'm in my mid-40s to be able to have that liberty to say, this is who I am. I love you. Thank you for loving me how I am and coming together and showing that to our kids, I think is really wonderful. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza, with special thanks to Cecilia Latore and Jerry Van Hezewick. Additional thanks to you, Caroline Donofrio from Cup of Joe. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Ramsey Yunt. Live sound recording by Chris Chang Yen Phillips. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com. That's jo at committedpodcast.com. You can grab a copy of Joe's book, How to Be Married, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter over the influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book.